the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show in this war in Ukraine and Russia, and it's amping up in a very dangerous way. Uh, Joe Biden evidently today said that we have not been this close to do a nuclear showdown, a nuclear war since, I guess, the Bay of Pigs. And um, then, of course, we've got none other than uh, Lip Broom, John Bolton, Right. Who, you know, has, has never met, never met, never met a military challenge where, you know, never saw anybody anywhere around the world in a military uniform. They didn't want to drop a bomb on. Right. Just cannot wait to get us into it uh, to the degree to where I want you to hear the comment he made today and tell me if this is not even more reckless than anything the dope Biden commander in chief has had to say. How would the U.S. respond to Russia's use of a tactical nuclear weapon in Ukraine? Well, I think we've got to have a, a very, very substantial response. Uh, a number of things have been suggested, strikes against Russian forces in various places. I, I don't have any problem with that. They're the ones who invaded uh, Ukraine. But I think it's more important to levy responsibility uh, on the authorities in Russia who would have approved of the use of a nuclear weapon. And I mean very specifically Vladimir Putin. I think we should make it clear publicly so that not just Putin, but all the top Russian leadership, all the citizens of Russia know that if Putin authorizes the use of a nuclear weapon, uh, he's signing his own suicide note. Wow. Now, let me remind you a few months back, Lip Broom actually said that he had been involved in coups and foreign governments throughout his career. And that's what he's pushing for here. At the expense of the U.S. government and U.S. military, this is absolutely outrageous. Zelensky said, made a statement today. I can't play it because it's, it's, it's just a video and there's no audio that's been done in translation. But apparently he also made some comments today that, you know, he wants to share some targets with the U.S. I mean, everybody is uh, from a variety, everybody in the neocon movement, these, quote, military experts, some even claiming to be conservative. Uh, certainly Zelensky and, and others are, are desperate to get us involved here. And this is no longer just an involvement that would, would be so Um, army boots on the ground Zelensky is wanting us to to drop some bombs this is very dangerous absolutely dangerous there was also reports today Newsmax reported that a U.S. fighter jet was seen not far from the area of the Nord Stream uh, pipeline shortly after it was sabotaged I said at the beginning I didn't have any evidence of it um, but I suspected that it was the U.S. that sabotaged it. Who had most to gain there? Well, the U.S. Why would the U.S., Andrea, have more to gain there than Russia? Well, Russia, that's a, the, that pipeline was a pipeline for Russia to its economy. What, why would Russia really gain from it? I guess the theory was is that Russia would, be, by doing it, they would suck the United States into it. I say the U.S. has more to gain by, by blowing it up because we have just as many people here that want the U.S. to get involved. And that's why they blamed Russia for it 
just like they John Brennan did and others have blamed Russia for for blowing up the pipeline because then they can say, look what Russia did. And, uh, you know, we're now Russia's on the move looking at nukes. I mean, it's just it's been the United States that has been encouraging from the beginning and continuing to encourage and provoke Russia to not only invade Ukraine, but ratchet up the threats against us. It was Joe Biden who said in February that if Russia in- invades, we're going to take out the Nord Stream pipeline. There's a lot that the that the left thinks that they can gain in this country, as well as the neocons and those involved in the military industrial complex like Lip Broom, Bolton, that uh, want us to get involved militarily. And they don't care. It ain't going to be their kids whose lives are going to be endangered. And speaking of endangering lives, I I don't have confidence on our U.S. military at this point, at least not to the extent uh, that I used to have. I don't know how you guys feel about it. 888-344-1170. And to this date, nobody has been able to give me. Jack called in from Oceanside the other day and was talking about DEFCON 4 versus DEFCON 2. And I I agree with him from his military strategy standpoint, what he was saying. But the problem I have is, is the same problem I had. Uh, initially going back to the first few few days of the Biden administration as he was encouraging Putin to go in clearly is that nobody who's who's ratcheting up any any conversation about U.S. getting involved nobody has been able to explain to me why it's in U.S. interest to get involved at all and we shouldn't have in any way so that's my thoughts there um Let me shift gears to another story. Last hour, I was talking about a human interest story that had to do with this family in a pit bull. And there's another one that was really tugging at my heart today. You know, I I don't, I'm not sure why this story just really got to me, um, but it's from the Daily Mail. And by the way, if you want to know what's really going on in the United States, Daily Daily Mail out of the UK has some of the best reporting, (laughs) by the way, as to what's happening in the US and the world And there was a story about a woman who was 23, and she survived the ISIS bomb attack that was in in the Brussels airport. Do you guys remember this? It was in 2016. I remember it vividly. And she was so traumatized by it. She lived through it. She actually didn't even have, um, she had psychological uh, sufferings. Uh, she didn't really suffer any physical wounds from it. Um, The Brussels attack injured more than 300 people, so it was absolutely devastating. And she um, struggled uh, emotionally afterwards. She was 17 at the time that it happened. And she evidently had been struggling so much. uh, She was having panic attacks and all kinds of PTSD type of stuff. And um, she had gone to a psychiatric, uh, you know, hospital in her hometown. She had been, you know, taking antidepressants, which, by the way, in my opinion, from people that I know who have taken it, it didn't really help. And in fact, one of the side effects to some of these antidepressants is suicidal ideation. And the end result, she actually attempted suicide twice. Uh, The end result earlier this year was that um, she requested euthanasia. And um, they went along with it and basically helped her commit suicide. And this just, it makes me so sad. And I don't know why this story's just gotten to me so, I guess it's just the idea that a 23-year-old would be encouraged to take her own life instead of somebody continuing to work with her and saying, okay, you know, I personally know somebody who just during the times of COVID has a son who tried to kill himself twice and almost succeeded 
the first time that he did it. My friend found his son on the floor. I don't really know how he attempted to kill himself, but he was really close. And it was only minutes that he was able to save his son's life, getting him to a hospital in time. That same son turned around about six months later and attempted suicide again. He is now about the same age, now 23, and he is thriving in a six-figure job in the country, in the United States of America. To think that it breaks my heart enough to think that somebody could be this hopeless. But then to think that the state says, okay, you're ready to end it. Instead of trying to help this young woman find some hope in her life and encouraging her and trying to help her, they gave her the means to just end her life. But this is what happens. I'm reminded of the book that was written by Bruce Bauer that said, while Europe slept and he talked about, he went there. I told this story so many times, please go read that book because he left the United States of America, a gay left writer activist who hated the religious right in this country after George W. Bush got reelected. And he moved to Scandinavia. He moved over there to Europe, the great Holy Grail of an anti-God society that didn't have Judeo-Christian principles and values. And he said that he found out and realized why it was so important to our society. And this is the perfect example of why. Because when you have faith and somebody beside yourself, when you, let me say it this way, when your only faith is in yourself and your abilities and you, and you don't have hope that there's a higher power to help you and guide you to be there for you and to help lift you up that in human and in, 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 we don't have the ability on our own at times. My hope doesn't come from my abilities because my abilities can't help me at times. I don't have enough in me. I'm not God. And when you diva and when you don't have God and and don't put faith in any human in 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 a higher power, you don't have a a, a Judeo Christian value or, or morality to guide you. You're willing to throw life aside. You don't value life, right? This is why the left pushed for Roe v. Wade. It didn't have anything to do with a woman's rights. Didn't have anything to do with reproductive health care. It had to do with piercing and denying and stripping America of our Judeo-Christian principles and values. Well, here's the end result of it. We got some of this crap going on. There was a woman in Portland who was late stage cancer, state run health care. They sent her a suicide pill. Fortunately, some big pharma companies stepped in and provided her the chemotherapy that the state run health care denied her. And she's alive today. This just makes me sad because there's people in this country today who think that this is a good idea. I don't. I don't know. It could get it could get complicated when, you know, remember Dr. Kevorkian assisting suicide people that, that that are terminal and don't this this young gal wasn't terminal, though. Maybe you want to tell me that some of these late stage, they're going to die anyway. They got weeks to live. I know somebody that was diagnosed a couple years ago during covid of cancer and he was gone two weeks later. Maybe, you know, you can you can make the argument that somebody's not going to make it anyway and they're in pain. But to think that that you're just going to hand hand a 23 year old a pill that you, you that's no different to me than the state coming up and shooting her in the head. And this is just about broken my heart. So I'm going to take a break. I just have to share this. We can't go here, America. We can't go here. All right. Going to shift gears. Going to come back on a lighter note. Let's see. Let's come back and talk about Black Lives Matter crashing and burning, shall we? (laughs) That'll cheer me up. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Did you guys hear this crazy story about uh, the chess cheater? Um, I don't even know. 
I didn't really need to know this story, but I did. I don't know any if you watch the Netflix special Queen's Gambit with I don't remember the name of the actress. I got obsessed with this Netflix series Queen's Gambit it had to do with chess. I've never played a game of chess in my life. Um, knew a few people, but, you know, I guess I'm going to go stereotypical Southern on you here. I didn't know a whole lot of people in the South that played the game of chess. Okay. We played checkers. We played us some Yahtzee, right? Uh, we played all, all kinds of games of Monopoly and stuff. We didn't play chess, but I fell in love with the Queen's Gambit series. Um, and But I still don't know anything about the game of chess. So I, I see this story. I knew yesterday that some kid had got um, busted for cheating when it came to chess. And I, and I was thinking yesterday, how does somebody cheat? I don't remember in Queen's Gambit, in the series Queen's Gambit, if there was anything related to cheating. It was more about she became addicted to drugs and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was an amazing acting performance. But I don't think the series talked about cheating. And I'm thinking, how can you cheat? Because it's a game of strategy. The other person you're, you're, you know, competing against, you can't predict what their moves are. Well, <laughs> evidently, I got an answer to my question on how you can cheat. Because uh, according to this, and this is the, <laughs> this is according to the U.S. Sun. <laughs> this cheater, he's a teen. <laughs> he did, had to do a full body scan, including his hiney, because... <laughs> Evidently, the ac- <laughs> the accusation is is that so- and I still don't know how this would work out. <laughs> Evidently, he cheated in more than a hundred chess games by using a vibrating device that was in his hiney to pick up messages <laughs> from his coach. <laughs> Okay, I still don't know how it would work because how could I, I don't know? I mean, is it like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this thing vibrate for five seconds if you move the queen? I mean, I don't know how in the world this. I don't know if are we being punked here with this story because I don't know how this device could still communicate in any way on what his next move should be because it's not like the vice was like speaking in his ear. I don't know how this worked. Um, it's it's somehow it says that this vibrating device in his hiney would pick up messages from his coach. So he uh, after he won his first round in U.S. championships, he was asked about the quote elephant in the room, a reference to the cheating scandal that has gripped the chess world. Who knew that there was any kind of cheating scandal that gripped the, the chess world? Um, he replied, I think that this game is a message to everyone. The entire thing started with me saying chess speaks for itself. And I think this game spoke for itself and showed that I'm the chess player that I am. And da da da. So I don't know how he got busted somehow. Um, he ended up admitting that he cheated online. So I don't know. Um, to me, it's it's crazy. Um, I, I the, the, the cheating story to me of the week also was this fishing competition to where some guy gets busted loading up his fish with a bunch of weights in it um i don't know how he thought he was going to get get that over on anybody um if you're gonna if if this guy that was checking in the fish checked to see if there was weights in it then that tells me that these fishing championships that those checking know that 
weights could be placed in the fish. So I don't know why anybody would try to pull that off in the first place. And I also don't know why anybody would care so much about fishing competitions that they would bother to try to load up the guts, the bellies of a fish with a, with a bunch of weights. I mean, and but to see this mob, I don't know if you guys saw the video, to see the mob of this guy that, got, that surrounded this guy who tried to cheat with a couple sad little fish with some weights in it. <laughs> um, so evidently we've got a theme going on of cheaters using uh, stuffing various devices inside some body cavities as a way to cheat. I mean, who knew? This is evidently some kind of phenomenon happening. Speaking of cheating, we're going to take a break, though, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the cheating that's going on with Black Lives Matter and how they're kind of crashing and burning. we got that to share with you guys. And an update on the Padres game. 888-344-1170 if you got anything you want to share with us. Do you guys have a Hero of the Week and a... Stink of the week you want to share? Give me a buzz. 888-344-1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. I think one of the reasons why Black Lives Matter is crashing and burning is Kanye West. I might take back what I said last night. I didn't like, I thought it was a little too much of a stunt for him and Candace Owens to wear those All Lives Matter shirts because I didn't feel like it really sparked a conversation. Um, but his efforts after wearing the shirt has. One of the comments that he made was uh, he came out hardcore pro-life and said that he's very troubled and disturbed by the fact that more babies are being killed via abortion in in New York City than born. He also had this to say. Hopefully I'm not so excited by Shaka that I can't get a clip to play here for you guys. Listen to this. It's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger, a known eugenics with the KKK, and I believe that if we saw ourselves as more, if we saw ourselves as a people and not a race, then we would treat our people better. He's absolutely right on. And the reason why this this is great conversation, what does it have to do with Black Lives Matter movement? Because the whole thing, if, if Black Lives Matter so much, they wouldn't be supporting and encouraging Planned Parenthood clinics that were founded by a racist for the purpose of wiping out the black race, right? Don't tell me this Black Lives Matter is a legit movement. It's nothing but a, 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 an admitted Marxist movement, right? And he's absolutely correct to call them out. And I like his comment about if we saw ourselves as people instead of a race. And he's so right. And what do, I, what do I think he means by that? And what should we take away from that is because, you know, people are more than just the color of their skin. And when you just focus on something that um, superficial, uh, yeah, um, and I mean that literally and figuratively, then it, it actually dehumanizes, right? To focus on something just external like that instead of focusing on people. Because people are more than just the color of their hair, the color of their skin. They're more than just uh, whatever box gets checked. And this is one reason why I've been against hyphenations. Back, going back when I was like in college, I can remember having to fill out forms. And I can remember refusing to check boxes on forms on, you know, um, this category and that category. <clears throat> and sometimes I would just check our arbitrary boxes because I didn't like it at the time. You know, I have no idea. There's no way I would ever... Do an Ancestry.com. Uh, I'm, uh, first of all, I would never put my DNA out there uh, it, for, uh, for any of these institutions. But I don't see myself in that way. I, I'm not interested in being identified um, by something uh, beyond who I am as an individual. Who I am is, is, who, is who I am as a person, my mind. 
how I live, how I treat people. It's not about what percentage of my background comes from this country or not. I'm not interested in that. I actually think race is in, in, in most ways is it's a man-made construct in some ways. I mean, what, what really separates us, right? Oh, well, some, you know, I, I don't want to go too deep into that, but I like where he's going with this conversation. The, and, and people want to dismiss him. Oh, this is yay. You know, he's, you know, he's had some really difficult moments. I will admit that, you know, he hasn't always purported himself well. Sometimes he comes across as a kook. I'll get, you know, I'll give you that. Um, but I think he's absolutely right on here. And we need to be having more conversations along these lines. Instead, the Republicans and conservatives and MAGA. And I get that right now MAGA is so focused on other things right now that are absolutely you know crucial and serious uh the fbi tyranny with the deep state and beyond what's happening with our kids i've got a crazy story coming out of harvard um with that um but you know the we we we're at this critical place we've the republicans allowed the cultural marxist movement to blow past the race card in the deck to where now the, you know, they're, they're, the movement is to mutilate little five-year-olds. Right. But we can, we can still reclaim territory here with this. And, and I think Kanye is a really, uh, you know, a brave voice and, and a courageous voice in this. Um, another thing to think uh, a story related to the demise of black lives matter is uh, the, some of the, the big voices behind this movement involved in this movement uh, continue to show that are, 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 sh- proving to show themselves as being nothing but poverty and race baiting pimps case in point benjamin crump right he showed up on the scene back during the trayvon martin days right and put push forth the lie that trayvon martin was murdered because he was a young black kid walking down the street in a hoodie eating some skittles and we all know that that's not what happened at all he with trayvon martin's family with the help of barack obama saying if i had a son he would look like trayvon led to a mob on the courthouse steps overcharging George Zimmerman with murder, which was not the case. I think George Zimmerman acted like an idiot and contributed to the death of Trayvon Martin by being, you know, a Barney Fife, you know, uh, renegade wannabe cop in the situation, but it wasn't murder. Um, uh, The mob coordinated with NBC Actually, remember, they edited the tape to make George Simmerman act like he was targeting Trayvon Martin for his race. Well, that's when Benjamin Crump hit the scene. Then he got involved in cases all across the country. Um, every time we had, you know, some issue, uh, particularly as part of Black Lives Matter, going against the cops, accusing cops of, of targeting black people, Benjamin Crump was somehow on the scene. Uh, George Floyd case and then the Dante Wright case. Well, according to the Dante Wright family... Benjamin Crump represented them, did a GoFundMe and raised a whole lot of money, like seven figures, and didn't give one dime to Dante Wright's family. Not a dime. And Dante Wright's case, same as um, George Floyd case and the Michael Brown case, and and we, we saw Benjamin Crump there pushing forth the live hands up, don't shoot, all part of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Because after Trayvon Martin, in which they falsely accused, actually even going back to before that, Barack Obama falsely accusing the Boston Police Department of uh, racism, and then Trayvon Martin, and then Michael Brown. That's when the Black Lives Matter movement really got underway. Remember pigs in a ba- uh, in a blanket, fry them like bacon. We had six cops sh- uh, shot down in Dallas, two in Baton Rouge, two in New York City. This was all part of the Black Lives Matter movement. 
And they and this is just another example of them proving to be a fraud. Another case in point is coffee shop owner Loretta Guzman, 52, in Portland, Oregon. She owns a coffee shop. And she decided to host an event at the Bison Coffee House uh, called Coffee with a Cop. And she agreed to host it because she wanted to, to foster community dialogue. Um, you know, there's uh, Portland is one of the areas that has just been ravaged by this Black Lives Matter Antifa business going back to the summer of love in 2020. Uh, with this, and the defund police movement has just, you know, just been a, a huge factor in the rise of crime. And so she was wanting to use uh, her coffee shop as a way to try to, you know, you know, get the community talking and maybe try to repair, have a conversation with the cops. Right. And so what ended up happening? Um Six uh, cloaked figures showed up Tuesday night with crowbars and hammers. And you could see the surveillance footage at her coffee shop. And they destroyed her and did a lot of damage to uh, her coffee shop. She had posted the event online, included hashtags positive outreach and we live for the future. And I guess uh, you can't ask, you can't, uh, you can't support the idea of positive outreach uh, to the Black Lives Matter Antifa crowd. They're not interested in that. So they decided uh, to destroy her coffee shop. Right. And here's the interesting part. Uh, she is a woman of color. She's actually Native American, and she's actually uh, a member, an enrolled member in the Shoshone Bannock Native American tribes. So, so much for Black Lives Matter, because remember, they added Black Lives Matter movement, added all people of color to their movement, including the Hispanic community. They added brown people to their movement, right? I don't know if they referred to Native American people as yellow people. That would be disgusting. Um, but that's what happens when you start just categorizing people according to skin color, which I think is very racist and, and offensive to me. This woman, I just, my heart broke for her today because, I mean, you think about this, 52, think about what it takes to start a business, the investment, the money, the liability. Even if she's got insurance today, it's still going to cost her so much money to get the shop repaired and she's not going to be able to operate. And why? Because she dared to try to approach things from a positive standpoint. She should be applauded. She should be celebrated. If I lived in Portland, I'd be there trying to help her, you know, clean up her shop, try to get back going again. Particularly since small business owners and local business is really the lifeblood of our economy, right? Maybe that's what's behind this, right? I don't know. So it just goes to show just another example, right, of how phony this Black Lives Matter movement is and why people like uh, Sharon Osbourne is coming out and saying, I want my 900K back. But you know what, Sharon Osbourne, instead of thinking about yourself, I mean, obviously, if you can afford to write a check to some, you know, Bush League group like this for 900K, I'm not going to be sympathetic for you getting your money back. I, I celebrate the fact that you're calling them out on it because so many woke people won't admit that they've now woken up from their wokeness. Um, but I think what needs to happen is I think we need to put more pressure on state attorneys general to be doing what Bill Barr didn't do and refused to do, which was do some criminal investigations and finding out using RICO statutes, finding out and a criminal going after uh, some of the people behind uh, those crimes that took place in 2020 and crimes like this. All right, going to take a break. Going to come back with a story out of Massachusetts. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Here's the latest coming out of Boston. Okay, Harvard. 
<laughs> a, uh, a well, not a Harvard affiliated uh, children's hospital has sparked outrage. I don't know. I don't know if if it really you should really be outraged at this or laugh at this insanity. Uh, they have claimed that some and and by the way, you long time Andrea Casio listeners, you know I predicted this. They have claimed that babies know. Get this, Jalapeno, that babies know that they're transgender in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> They've deleted the video, of course, um, of saying this. Um, they Then they went on to say, after saying that babies know in the womb that they're transgender, they went on to say that as soon as they can talk, they know. Uh, that they're transgender. I said that they were going to go younger and younger and younger. The transing started in our schools and high school. Then it went to junior high. It went to elementary school. And I said, they're going to be, they're going to be pushing this in the womb. And here it is. Um, this is not the, I, I, I'm not sure if this is the same hospital that got in some trouble in August because they had a YouTube video up, um, in which they were talking about and promoting, uh, I, I, I never use the term gender affirming surgery because it's not your gender is affirmed in the womb. OK, babies don't know in the womb that they're a, a different gender. Your gender is affirmed in the womb. And they actually had to take down videos in which they um, talked about um, surgeries and and promotion of surgeries and actually are now trying to claim that it's only 18 and above. I don't really know the truth about what's going on inside of that hospital, but um, this is, this is actual insanity. And I think one of the reasons why there's going to be a push and I predicted there would be a push inside the womb is it's, it's, ultimately if they can get people to believe that, then it, it really ultimately denies parental rights, doesn't it? Um, they're going to try to change the definition of and, and change science um, to in order to um, deny parents any chance at all to say anything about it. Let's end on a positive story, shall we? Let's move off of that. Uh, it's still it's still a story having to do with children. You know the one story that just absolutely crushed me, and it was hard for me to talk about it for days. Was Uvalde the Uvalde shooting? The day it happened, I said something ain't right here. Something is not right um, with this police force. I didn't like the images. I had people coming to me telling me, no, the police stopping parents from going in was the right thing to do. They had got to secure the perimeter. I said, something stinks here. Something isn't right here. I smell a cover up. Um, I, I don't think that they did the right thing here. I'm wondering why these children weren't saved. We know a cover up happened. Uh, we know that they we know, we then learned little by little in dribs and drabs as they pretended as they attempted to cover up everything that happened that there were 400 police officers 400 and they didn't go none of them went in to try to save the children we also know that they claimed initially that the door was locked it wasn't we know that they claimed that they didn't have means to break in and they did they had all kinds of battering rams and shields uh we know uh then they tried to say that nobody they weren't there in time that all the children were killed initially uh, we know that that wasn't true we knew that the children were on the line with 911 while the cops were in the hallway all the different lies in which they tried to use and and all providing the left an opportunity with the Republicans to try to push for gun control when the issue, the, the dead children were as a result of the police who did nothing and stood in the hallways while children were being killed. Well, here's the good news to end the show with tonight. All the police officers in Uvalde have been suspended. It's taken too long because this happened on May 24th. 
And in the meantime, there's lots of people that still think the gun control would have saved these children. No, gun control wouldn't have saved these children. Proper police forcing would have saved these children. Also would have saved the school teacher involved. I'm not sure why they're saying that uh, the reason for why it happened today uh, is new information. I think it's more about the fact that a lawsuit was filed by uh, families of survivors in this case. Um, What I don't like about the families, but you know what? They suffered so much that I'm not going to hit them too hard on it. I don't like that the lawsuit involved suing the gun manufacturer. Uh, This was not an issue with the gun manufacturer. I, don't, I, I can't really square how you can sue the police force for not protecting the children and then, and, and then also hold a gun manufacturer. Those don't really square for me because the police were there in time. They stood in the hallway for about 70 minutes while he picked off children and killed them. So, um, and then the, we still, and what we still don't know is we still don't have answers as to how he got the money, the $5,000, uh, to buy the guns. We do know that he was voted the kid most likely to shoot up a school. So there was failings all around, none of which had anything to do with the gun manufacturer and everything that had to do with this police force and the school district. But I'm glad tonight that there's some accountability in these being suspended, they need to be fired, and they need to have no pension dollars. I'm glad, though, to know. I'm glad to end the show tonight on that good news. All right. Glad to have you guys here with me. Come on back Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Jalapeno, for sitting in for Skins, for playing the best tunes ever. Um, do I have a final score to give you guys? Middle of the night. Still 7-1 to one Padres. Go Padres. See you guys Monday. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.